Hey, you got it. Hello. Um, saw a car got passed with C guys. It's a license plate. For some reason, it made me think of the uh, quote from Goonies. Hey, you guys. So it's nearly 3 p.m. It's a bit hotter than it was this morning. Still blue skies. No clouds at all. I think it was about two weeks ago. They recorded the hottest day in the UK ever recorded 40 degrees something point something 40 degrees Celsius which for one day it's not really such a big deal is it if you're changing the environment I mean the physical environment you're tearing down trees and you're putting up concrete concrete buildings of course it's going to be hotter if you go under a well-established tree canopy on a very hot day it is much colder under the tree canopy so Yeah, kind of makes sense. Don't cut down so many trees. Don't cut down any trees. Because it takes hundreds of years to re-establish them. Re-establish the uh, proper canopy. I walked through or walked past the canopy this morning. Little uh, forested area. It can't be more than 100 years old. And you can look inside it and you can see... The canopy's not fully developed because there's gaps. You, you can see the sun all the way through. You go into a very old section of uh, old trees, built-up tree canopy. There's no sun at all gets in. It's extremely cool. But nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody wants to teach you about that. But that's what the shade is, isn't it? It's the cool area. It's where the... Uh, it's not quite as hot. That's what trees do. They create that shade. Anyway. It's not... It's not exactly what I wanted to talk about. So I went... I went a little bit further out of town this morning. And uh, my walk ended up being something like two and a half, nearly three hours, I think. It was nearly 11 o'clock by the time I got back to the house. 
So I'm going to take it a little bit easier this afternoon. I'm going to walk out to the to the same chilled out spot. It's nice and warm. It's nice and uh, it's kind of quiet. There's a really fast road near it, but um, you look over the other side of you and you wouldn't really know. It just looks like somewhere um, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Gonna take a walk down there. Uh, so where I walked this morning, typically a route I normally take through a very very old part of the town. It's a private or public in the UK they call them public public schools. It means that it's not a state or government funded school. You have to fund it yourself. But anyone can go. You don't have to Guess you don't have to be a citizen so they got a lot of a lot of kids from overseas don't go and uh, live in the school anyway it's a very nice it's a very nice area it's very well maintained there's just a certain something about it. It's got a definite presence. The areas that they that they actually own have got it's definitely some presence about them. And they're uh, spread all around town. And at least in one of the locations they've got a, a very old very well established yew tree Y-E-W I spoke about yew trees briefly before how they symbolise the cycle of death and rebirth that every part of the yew tree is said to be utterly poisonous to humans and any animal. But with everything, it's a quantity. It's not like if you touch the pine needle or touch the bark of the tree, you're gonna instantly die. You'd have to have a certain amount of the um, I think it's like an alkaline substance, I can't remember the name of it. But you have to have a certain amount of that built up for it to actually uh, cause big problems. So even though it can kill you, you can still touch it, but it's like anything. Too much of it will kill you. And what's interesting about the 
by the yew tree is the uh, skin around the seeds so the the fruit of the tree looks kind of like a tomato flesh very small though and it's got a little hole at the bottom where you can see the seed apparently the seed is very poisonous but the fruit you can eat the fruit <laughs> so you can eat the fruit but if you eat too much into the fruit you'll be into the seed and that's what could kill you sounds familiar so anyway sadly it's not that it's not the U3 I'm uh, going to be talking about so as I'm walking through this uh, the school's playing fields. They've got like cricket and rugby pitches on one side and then on the other side they've got uh, athletics facilities and I mean it's massive. The amount of uh, space they've got is huge for a school but there was one thing different I noticed today every day they run sprinklers to prevent the grass from dying out because they've got such a vast area of uh, sports pitches that they need to need to ensure there's some surface water around during the summer months but today all the sprinklers were turned off it sounded it was very different it was very different to walk through because you don't hear the sound of the sprinklers now so it's very very quiet and then I got down got down past the playing fields uh, to this it's like a vantage point where you can see all the way around you can see the horizon you can see the just vast see the vast expanse of the sky and I typically when I get there I stand and just have a look around for a few minutes And normally what you see is big trails being left in the sky by planes. And it's not the it's not the, the little puffy trails that tend to disappear after a few seconds. It's the ones that expand out. And I saw one two days ago right through the middle of the sky past the sun and then it, it went off at like 45 degrees and then it stopped but it remained there for like maybe an hour after I saw it I still see it I could still see it after I'd uh, walked back towards home but for two days 
I haven't seen any of those kinds of things um, appearing in the sky. I've not seen any. I've not seen as many planes around. I've seen some very high up, but no trails. And the reason why the school stopped spraying water is because the water company sent out a letter about a week ago telling people that because the reservoirs are drastically low, they have to impose a ban on using sprinklers and hose pipes. That's the first time in six years that I've heard something like that. I think when I was a kid, I would probably, hear, I, I definitely heard it more often that they were gonna impose a hosepipe ban. That was definitely something that I heard more often then. So to hear it now, I was a bit like, it doesn't really make any sense because I'm walking around every day and I'm seeing green, 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 green everywhere. The only thing that is drying out is the grass. But it's been like that for At least a month or two now. So that's gonna happen when you don't have any surface water to feed the the grass has got very shallow roots so it can't bury its way down like the trees can. But but <laughs> They gave people a, a week's a week's warning or a week's notice, sorry. But I don't really know what the warning is. I think it's just to change people's behaviour. Because uh, if you see someone using a hose pipe for a sprinkler, they're expecting you to tattletale. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's quite quite childish, but they're, they're basically saying that there's a problem that they ain't got enough water. But what they what they're using them as as an example of uh, a reservoir with a low a low amount of water is a reservoir that is used for leisure so people go and swim in it people go and canoe people go and jet ski people go on boats in this reservoir so it's not drinking water it's not water that's going to come out of your tap it would be possibly pumped into a facility 
if and when it was ever needed. So, say it's like a backup to the main reservoir. Now, now it's all a bit, it's all a bit strange because they announced it last week. Hey, on the 12th of August, you've, you can't use your hose pipe or your sprinkler because we need to conserve water. So what people have been doing for the past week is probably oversaturating the plants and the grass. So it's kind of like encouraging people to use more water because they're not going to be able to use water. So whenever they do stuff like that, I just find it I find it funny because most people react how you don't want or how you say they should not react. So if you're telling them not to use water and you're saying from this date you can't use water, what are they going to do until that date? Because they know after that date that they've been told, hey, you can't do something. Hey, so... So they've done that now, right? So from today. Also, two days ago, I think, I saw, I caught a glimpse of the news and they had a fire forecast. And I live in the southeast of the UK. Uh, it's called the Garden of England because it is very green. And there's a lot of areas that are protected that cannot be, should not be removed. Ancient woodlands. Um, and apparently there's a high risk of fire down here. But as I'm looking around, green trees everywhere. Like I said, the only thing that's gone that has dried up is the grass, but not all of the grass. Even some of the grass here where I am is still green. So, somehow they're still getting water. It appears to only be the grass that has been in direct sunlight because there's a huge patch, there's a huge stretch up here that is green, not dried out at all. So, so the warning for this weekend, oh, there could be fires. How, how do you predict something like that? The hottest day of the year. There was no fires where I live. Yeah, I'm surrounded by surrounded by greenery and places that should be susceptible, right? Uh, 
find it just seems to contradict they seem to just contradict themselves it's like it's going to be it's going to be very hot for three days it's going to be like 33 degrees which it actually isn't that hot because there's a bit of a breeze so and humidity is low so it's not it's not that bad but the same because of the heat because I don't know what what the reason is for the fire risk because there is greenery uh, yeah so I'm kind of maybe thinking that the risk of fire is coming from perhaps heightened sun activity or something because typically when you get heightened activity in the sun you get bursts of energy so like a solar flare causing solar storms which is going to manifest in a number of ways on earth earthquakes power cuts power surges which will lead to power cuts and potentially fires so so they've laid all this out right don't you don't water your garden don't To be, to be aware of the risk of fire. I don't really know how you could prepare for, for that. It's not really clear where they're saying the, the fire could manifest. either way that's that's the warning that they're, they're given that's the warnings that they're given but then in at the same time the forecast in five days worth of rain so from sunday onwards there's going to be rain for five days so it's kind of kind of weird It's kind of like, what is the point in saying, what is the point in causing the panic in people to tell them that they can't water the, water the garden or sports pitch from the 12th when there's going to be a lot of rain in the following week? because you've just panicked a lot of people who've gone out and probably probably done done things that they would normally do they probably watered the the garden every day when they would probably only do it once a week 
So some of these things, maybe they just do it to alter human behavior. Maybe they needed to knock the reservoir levels down because they knew that they anticipated that there was going to be rain. So they didn't want the reservoir to get above a certain level, perhaps. I don't know. That That's just pure speculation. But I can see there's all these pieces and it doesn't really make sense. Like, if you... If you hear things like that, if you're being, if people are being told about things like that, but then you spend a lot of your time in those areas or in those conditions, and you're like, what are they talking about? Because you're observing it and experiencing it firsthand, but you're hearing someone telling a story on the news or in a newspaper they're telling you a story that you know is not true because it's not true to your experience or your observation but you don't get you don't get to question that you don't get to question the person before it's published it's published and then people believe it even though it's a story may or may not be a true experience may or may not be a true observation may not be an observation at all could just be a complete fabrication I know that when I saw almost every almost every story to do with it being the hottest day two weeks ago every time I saw the news flash on TV they were always in the same place they were always at this reservoir that is a 10 minutes drive down the road so it's 10 minutes away and I've been down there many times and It's it's a leisure it's it's a leisure facility that just so happens to be a backup water reservoir. Oh, it just ha- happens to be owned by water uh, a utilities company. If if it was so crucial, if it was such a crucial reservoir, they would not open it up as a leisure facility. Just think about that. But you have all these news people telling you how this uh, this water reservoir, which is actually just a leisure facility, is running dry. But it's all just. It's all just fabricated to to create a story, to f- scare people. And you gotta wonder why these news people do it. It's like, are you just reading what they're telling you to read? Are you just doing what they tell you to do? Just to get 
just to make a name or make a brand or status or to get a career out of it sounds like there's a bit of an identity crisis you know if someone's willing to do whatever it takes just to get ahead or just to just to have a career they're willing to do anything what or who are they it's like is that what a journalist does a journalist just sells himself out sells themselves out or do they report if all they report is news news is not technically what people might be led to believe it doesn't have to be true some essence of it that is true like the water reservoir the leisure facility yeah the water level is low but they won't tell you that it's low every year at the same time every year because that would ruin the angle that they want to take with the story so how do you how do you deal with things like that Another way I deal with it is to... I don't participate. I see these things on the TV as I'm passing through... As I'm passing through the living room. Because so I don't watch... I don't watch the news or any... Any like... Uh, any... I don't watch anything like that. It's just uh, not... Uh, It just gets a bit boring because you're watching it and you're like arguing with the TV because you know that they're not being entirely truthful or accurate. But maybe that's what people want to hear. Maybe that's why they do it. If you launched a... If you launched a channel or a paper and you were like, all we're going to give you is the truth truthful reporting um, we're not going to bend the context so we're not going to tell you hey look at this reservoir is low if we do we're going to tell you but it's low every year what's the point <laughs> people might be like why are you telling me this shit <laughs> Tell me the other thing. Tell me the thing that is exciting. I don't want to be bored. I don't want someone to tell me just how it is. I want somebody to tell me... Tell it in a way that makes it exciting. Oh, the reservoir is low. 
there may not be enough water to get through the rest of the summer oh shit shit I'm going to have to go out and buy a tanker I'm going to have to go and fill up gallons and gallons and gallons of water that's exciting isn't it gives you a bit of a buzz gives you a bit of a chemical dump maybe that's what people are addicted to that chemical dump dump of serotonin or dopamine or whatever whatever the fix is maybe that's why maybe that's why the news still exists as it does they can fabricate the hell out of something but it still contains an essence of truth so if you say it's not true they can turn around and say but it is and you need never find out why so the essence of truth is perhaps more important than the truth because people enjoy the essence more than the the full truth you'd rather be given a little bit of truth with a kick of uh, dopamine because that's what people expect when they turn the news on they expect to see conflict they expect to see scandal they expect to see rituals given by celebrities so it all feeds into a system because that's what I'd say this is the system of the chemical dumping system how can we give you a chemical fix to keep you keep you coming back to keep you from keep you from wanting the the full truth because if everyone's got the full truth doesn't really matter if they tell you that the reservoirs reservoirs uh, nearly empty because you would know the full truth that for the last hundred years or the last fifty years that that's been the case so it becomes nothing whereas at the moment it becomes a chemical hit something that they can reel out every year but it's just a naturally uh, occurring thing but the dopamine the chemicals are just it's just too much isn't it I didn't really know where this where this was going to go off on a tangent but I think it's uh, I think it's a good place to draw it to a close
that if you want the full truth it's not going to be as exciting as is what they give you on the TV they give you an essence of truth with uh, with a hit of uh, chemicals so you get a good buzz so it's uh, you get a bit of the boring stuff but you also get you also get the buzz off it which it makes it even more it gives it a bit of an edge even if it scares the shit out of you I think it's probably I think that's probably the favourite type of uh, I think it's the favourite brand to drop isn't it scare the shit out of people Just uh, fear sells more than than the truth. How many truth newspapers are there? I think I've seen. I think I've seen one runs uh, in this area. I think it's called the light, but. It's all kind of, from what I could see of the headlines, it's all kind of working to counteract the dopamine pushes, which is pointless because you're trying to counteract the chemical, the chemical fix. And unless you're giving people a chemical fix that is far greater, people less people will be interested but it still serves a purpose because the people that aren't reading the traditional newspapers or reading the aren't uh, watching the TV at least they'll still have something to read that will be more aligned with uh the taste but I think trying to counteract anything is maybe a little bit wasteful but maybe it's necessary in order to get to to get to some other point where you could um, have more of an impact where I'm going now I'm kind of at a crossroads do I go back the way I came or do I go go round round the other side of town I think I'll just take a second um My water's gone warm already. 
did that last time it was like warm like you boil the kettle and leave it for 20 minutes or something oh this is quite warm um hmm yeah I'm not sure where I'm gonna go I'll just figure it out in a second I'll just walk uh, so originally I was talking about talking about all these warnings all these notices stop using water watch out there's going to be fires watch out there's going to be a heat wave watch out next week it's going to chuck it down to five days and it's going to rain for five days this kind of cancels out everything else that they just warned about And they've stopped, stopped doing whatever that was they were doing, causing the uh, big fluffy lines in the sky. That's all stopped now. Very weird. Be interesting to see. Uh, What's going on with the output from the sun? I think it was yesterday evening. There may have been like a, an uptick in. I think it was a G1 geomagnetic storm. So it must have been a flur at some point. Uh, yeah, so obviously that's going to have an effect. I think September is probably a busier month for that kind of activity. Judging by what happened last year, and two years ago where there was there must have been hundreds of power cuts across the UK even though prior to like maybe a few days before they were saying it's there may be power cuts because there's not enough energy wind farms or something not not of wind uh, it's just uh, just some excuse whilst it was probably true there's probably no wind the real reason why there's power cuts is because the the devices that protect the grid from power surges had all blown out majority of them had blown in uh, 
the power cuts that were, that were reported. If it wasn't, uh, they call them safety devices. If it wasn't a safety device, it was a high voltage power line issue. Um, so to blow these things like that, you need a high amount of additional power going into the circuit. So what would cause that? Well, it's not a lack of wind, is it? Even if they had all the wind turbines running, it wouldn't cause a surge. A surge is unexpected. So it's most likely caused by solar activity. And it was the same last year as well. It was around about the same time. Same, same excuse as well. Um, it's just when they start, when they start bringing it up and start saying about rationing, that's when you know. Uh, bigger problems not that there is an actual problem with the power grid itself but that there is a problem in that people are capitalising on those events possibly by charging you more to use power during those periods of high load and then perhaps that becomes a payment model that's how that's how things like this start so okay I think I'm going to leave it there